Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Blurred Box. We're back. It's 2021. I'm Chloe. I'm Pooja. I'm Sophie. And I am Andrew, but with longer hair. Oh, yeah. If you can see video, you'd be noticed the huge changes in our appearances. Effects of COVID-19. Exactly. <laughs> We've been on lockdown for so long. Can you guys believe it's been like a whole, at least for me, it's been a whole year since I've been just stuck at home, like not doing anything. It's it's weird how it feels like it's been forever, but also, you know, it hasn't been that long. Like time just kind of bored together. I can't I believe that in March, it's a year for me. Mm. <sighs> Yeah, I need it to slow down a bit. It's just going too fast. The world did need it, in my opinion. I think it's been a good thing. Like, yes, it's uh, acknowledging full on that so much bad stuff has happened in the last year. But like the world definitely needed the slowdown, like Pooja said, exactly. in my opinion. Right. I mean, we've apparently 2021 was oh, sorry, 2020 was the hottest year. Did you guys see that? Like, despite... I Despite, oh, yeah. yeah, despite like cars and uh, us all staying home, like it still was the hottest year record. Kind of shows that we really need drastic measures then to actually kind of fix our climate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not enough to just like not move around as much in cars. Oh, yeah, but hey, we're in 2021 now. So put our heads mm-hmm. up, smile. Think of a new bright future ahead. We've got a vaccine in the works. Yes. Um, it's half of January. Like people have said how slow January has gone by is incredible. But like also just so much has happened in the past half year, like half month, which is crazy. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. Like, in the not good things. Itself. Yeah. Hmm. Riot. (laughs) Exactly. Stop the new year with a bang. Oh yeah. Literally, like physically (laughs) and like not even metaphorically, a bang. Um yeah. The whole world knows about it. So and I'm we're we're assuming that you guys listening also are very well aware. Like everyone, including like my French (laughs) reports and news articles are reporting on it everything so the whole world is very informed of it um, yeah my grandparents who live in india were like calling as it was happening i was like oh my gosh like yeah. 12 hours ahead of us like our time zone <laughs> i mean like wow okay anyways <laughs> <laughs> no but like the the thing with this is just so disappointing i know a lot of people have just been very disgusted they've been there's a lot of mix of emotions obviously those on the side of trump have their emotions and those against him have their own emotions a mix of frustration anger disappointment disgust how are you guys feeling like what were your guys's first reactions to it so i was in a meeting um when this all sort of started happening actually sort of with um a reporter for reuters which is like a wire service um Mm -hmm. journalism um, and so we were talking about like the nature of breaking news and reporting unbiased um, news, which was sort of an interesting spot to be in as this all was <laughs> happening. Um, and I was sort of one eye listening and talking, but also one eye definitely watching the news. And I just remember thinking, as you see like a man in a Viking hat and fur coat um, be like, 
sitting at the desk of the vice president. I'm like, wait a second. Like, it didn't, it almost didn't feel real to me. And it still doesn't totally feel real that it's mm-hmm. like White House has fallen or whatever the movies are called. And it was like that type of scenario. Oh, yeah. It was a little bit bizarre. Exactly. DC has fallen. London um, has fallen. I guess yeah. to branch off of that and talk about, like, okay, not going to lie. My sleep schedule has been absolutely terrible during winter break. So I kind of woke up pretty late in a day. And then because of that, I had to catch up on a lot of work. So I started looking at the news a little bit later than perhaps I would normally do, which I find it interesting since it was such a like huge day. And then when I first saw the news, I was like, what? Because I just couldn't really like figure out how this was happening. Because it, like Andrew said, it just seemed kind of like, unrealistic something you would see in like movies or something not actual reality so it was a bit scary for me personally I was just like how is something like this happening and also frustrating at the same time I guess building off of that it's kind of it was shocking because one minute it was just a civil meeting like counting the votes confirming Biden's election and then the next minute it was just this huge mob of people like causing basically danger to the White House. Like they weren't just protesting. Like they, I know that a lot of people have said this, but they are like acting in domestic terrorism. Like they're not just supporting one specific person. They're actually attacking um, the nation, which in like the government structure that supports our nation. So I think it's like really interesting how that um, how that all kind of panned out. And it's very scary, especially with the threats of another one happening again. I think it's tomorrow that they like threaten to kind of come back with attacks. And then like, I think a guy was caught today carrying ammunition walking around the um, White House in the DC area. So he was arrested as well. But it's just, it's really scary, like, how much this has gone out of control, and that just shows um, the danger of spreading false claims through, whether it's social media or just by being the person in power, like, we have to be able to trust the person who's in power, and that person should also take that responsibility to heart and make sure that they're protecting the nation. No, yeah, for sure. What scares me the most, like you said, is just how a figure like Trump being in the political field not just in the political field but like having the influence that he does how many people who believe him and his lies Mm -hmm. and being in the like in that position of power he's in the chair of president of the united states he has every single like he has anything at his in his grasp right and he also has like more powerfully he has all these people believing him and under his influence basically and i what scares me the most is not just how those events that have unfolded on January 6th seem so unbelievable that they're like from a movie, but like how it basically, him doing all this and doing what he does reverses the moral field of American politics and like just the basic structure of American history and what has been worked towards of what democracy is, what defending the constitution, right? That's what the president's job is right or like the underlying correct me if i'm wrong but like it, it's what is democracy even anymore or like the, the the biggest threats to the u.s have like 
what have they said? They were like, oh, immigrants taking, taking jobs, right? That's what his premise was as well, right? Like, mm-hmm. let's get our jobs back. Let's build a wall. But like, is that your biggest concern when like people inside and outside government agree that like right-wing white supremacism is the greatest terrorist threat to the United States? Not refugees, not immigrants taking jobs, like put aside nuclear missiles, like that that's your immediate concern and it's unfolding and you see that like just things under the bed have just exploded in front of your face right in the capitol building and i don't know like that and democracy democracy is not about like minimizing the vote ignoring it or or just winning the election even (laughs) i heard someone saying it's funny how like his reaction to it like he's just having a hissy fit but like it's neither um, it's not about like gaming or breaking the system or like saying that oh we we lost because of fraud it it's about accepting the equality of others listening to others like Pooja is saying counting their votes because they're equal but obviously that's kind of just like what this whole thing has been about it's been about the the, the downfall of that I guess and it's up to I don't know the country now to build up from from what's happened and start anew afresh and work its way back up yeah fingers crossed but i'm pretty sure that under biden it will definitely be a little bit better especially just like considering how much more presidential he is and um the experience that he has as a senator and like in the political um realm like and i don't think trump even had that experience so that probably also factored into his um incompetence as a president to say the least but like yeah but I was just gonna agree with you Pooja I'm hoping for a better next four years um because I feel like in the beginning of Trump's presidency I never really realized like the damage he could do I just thought okay it's fine it's it's gonna be okay four years gone and he's gonna be out but I think after seeing like all the riots happen I'm what really scares me um, is just how divided he made our country. Like, it's so polarizing to even think about. And I just feel like it's going to continue to get worse. Um, I'm really hoping that we get unity um, in the next few years, but we'll see how it goes. I do think because of the polarization, we did get more attention on some issues that we currently were not like looking at. But overall, it's it's scary to think about. I would say, yeah, I think the one thing to me, because I think, Pooja, you mentioned how you have more hope with a Biden presidency, and like, yes, for bipartisanship, but I also think not necessarily, like, I don't know if he necessarily has that much power to make stuff happen. Like, yes, he's prided himself on and run on the platform of being like, oh, Mr. Bipartisan Cooperation like I have whatever democratic beliefs, but I believe in bipartisanship. And yes, there is a blue house and a blue Senate too. Um, And so you hope that maybe that does make an impact. But what I think gives me the most hope actually is how sort of after this whole riot, you had bipartisan condemnation and not just that, but a lot of people sort of trying to disavow Trump and even Pence, who like hasn't spoken to him since then. And like McConnell being like, no, you did not win this election. And I think people like Romney who have consistently like stood against him, even like during the first impeachment, 
crazy that that's a phrase, the first impeachment. But anyway, um, I think what really gives me hope, I guess, is that I think there's sort of two ways it could go from here, which is that the Republicans buy in more to like Trump mania and like finding more populist leaders who prey on the hurt lower classes and try to take advantage of them and turn them into a mob. And that's a disaster where you have more imitators. Um, or the way that I sort of hope it goes and believe it will go, or at least hope so much it feels like I believe it'll go, is that the Republicans sort of take a step away and say, this was a disaster. This isn't who we want to be as a party. This isn't who we want to be as a country. Let's move back towards, even if we don't agree with Democrat values, let's at least be able to work together and actually serve our constituents rather than that. And so that's the hope that I have is hopefully this serves as a turning point rather than a breaking point. Amen. Yeah. I mean, even as like a, a breaking point, I think the way you think of it metaphorically is that you let it burn to the ashes to rise up again. I think you, I think there's just so much hidden under the sheets would be my metaphor to use that it had to arise in a way and for it to be noticed for it to like rebuild again I think is the metaphor I would go with but amen to that there's another thing I wanted to rise up in terms of a discussion there's this news about Kamala Harris wearing a sari at the inauguration ceremony what do you guys think of that I think, I don't know how I feel, actually. I think there are two ways I feel. Again, I feel sort of two ways about everything, or at least view everything through two lenses, which is like, as Andrew, a person, I think, great, like, represent your culture. Like, this is a historic moment. And like, I think that's something really important that should be celebrated. Mm. Um, I also think, though, as Andrew, the worried American who fears what Republicans view things as, they're going to be like, why do you need to make this, like, why do you need to, like, make this into something at the inauguration, like, show up and, like, just wear, I don't know, um, pantsuit or something. Um, mm. I So I, I sort of worry about, like, is everything going to turn into a question of identity? And, like, because I believe, like, that's something that we should be celebrating, to have, like, our first vice president with Indian heritage and like with all of this, but I think I worry about making everything about politics, be, about identity, because I feel like there's so many battles to fight. Like, is that really the most important one? Yeah. Sophie, what did you think? I haven't really processed my personal opinion. I think I need to weigh both sides a little bit more, but just taking what Andrew said, um, I think you do have a point that I think it was meant to be something that people like took some time to think about like it was a purposeful decision mm -hmm. but I, I feel like I'm fine with that because we're gonna constantly just um, kind of hide away our identity because we want to fit into the norms I know that's what I did um, used to but I'm a lot more comfortable with who I am and I feel like you need to make steps for it to become sort of normal in a sense. Um, I don't think so. Everyone should like fit into the norm. That's not how it should be. But we shouldn't like shame people um, or just like question people for making choices 
because it doesn't fit into the norm that they believe in. So that's my initial thoughts. Um, but I do think your point has a lot of validity that maybe we have so many, so many political battles we're going on right now that is just something that it was just not the perfect time to do so. But overall, um, I don't, I don't have a strong opinion on one way currently. So um, I'll let someone else take up if they have any other thoughts. Yeah, Pooja, do you have any? Yeah. Um... Like Sophie, I also haven't like taken too much time to form a concrete opinion on it, but I don't necessarily think it's, I just think it's kind of neutral. Like, I don't really think it's necessarily an amazing thing or it's like a like bad thing. Um, I don't see why it would really be bad, to be honest, um, but I also don't see why it would be like worthy of like standing ovation or whatever but um, I think it's just kind of neutral and I think I think she her purpose in doing so is good like her intention is good and I see why she wants to just kind of raise awareness and um like show kind of the direction that they want to go in and like representing minorities a little bit better so I think ultimately it's like a positive thing overall and while I probably would kind of think about it a little more before like forming a concrete opinion I think I just I think it's fine like I support her decision so <laughs> yeah yeah I'm gonna take a bit of a controversial stance and agree a bit more with Ang Andrew's worried American <laughs> point of view hear me out why I say this because out of all times and like Sophie said it's there's all these different factors that come into like it seems like a really simple thing and I saw this in the article like I saw this article saying that and I, I didn't rethink it twice until I read back over it again I felt like this although it's a good thing like it it's oh, I don't know whether this is the right word but self-serving in a way because uh, as much as representation is important, the time and place is important. And out of all times and places on inauguration day, where it's a day where you celebrate this new coming of the president and how the system of democracy has gotten to this point in time, it's about that concept of seeing everyone equally. We're all working together. Every count of a vote has been equal. And there's no representative, no representative party that's one above or the other. Yes, you've got one a Democrat president, but the way I see it is that it's not the right time and place to do so. Like you, any other time and place is fine. I'm so supportive of, of showing that representation of your community, but I don't think that's the right time and place to do it. So that's where I kind of like see that with Amer um, Andrew's worried American kind of point of view. I actually, I had a thought from this entire discussion, more kind of my stance. And mm -hmm. now that I'm thinking about it a little bit, it's, it's, it's funny because Kamala Harris is the first woman vice president, the first black vice president, the first Indian black, uh, Indian uh, vice president, I was going to say biracial, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's a big deal. It that is. is. That kind of shows how our country is progressing like we're kind of removing some racial stigma that we used to have before and this is what our democracy led to 
Um, and it's, it's kind of nice to think about. And maybe it's fine because it's inauguration. I, I do think, I do agree that just because of like the climate that we've in and the events that just happened like a couple of weeks back, it, it's a little bit, maybe it was not the best choice, but then thinking about it, it is inauguration and this is also her inauguration as well as vice president. It's, yeah. and then she's representing her culture. And I'm gonna bring in a point. I was watching the ice skating nationals yesterday and I saw Pooja um, and you barely see brown ice skaters on the ice. And it just feels good to know that you have like representation um, in places of power or in places of sports and et cetera. It just, it's just something nice. So now mm-hmm. I do have an opinion and I, I actually like that she did it. So I apologize if I disagree, but that's kind yeah, of my- Yeah, don't apologize. No, this is not a space to apologize. It's good to have like that. Yeah, but anyway, I, th- I would still stand by my, my stance and I do respect and I do think it's a good thing. However, I still don't think it's the right time and place. Because in a way, like what Andrew brought up, he said, it's like, does everything have to be a question of identity when you yourself as a person, not having to judge by what you're wearing, the clothes that you wear, how you put yourself together, just you as you are, as your ethnicity, why can't it just be at that? Like her standing there, being on the stage, on the podium, to me is already a huge deal. I just feel like it's a bit of a rubbing in your face towards other communities by having to choose to do that in that way at that time. So I guess that's my stance on it. Feel free to disagree or agree. Um, And we'll agree to disagree too. I see both sides, so like- Nice. Yeah. Okay, so on top of, I guess, our little debate on Kamala Harris's dressing decisions at inauguration, um, Trump has been banned from every single platform (laughs) every single one i mean every single one like isn't he banned from like instagram twitter facebook yeah facebook yeah yeah everything basically i think they were actually the before twitter because twitter just placed like a 12-hour ban and then after he said he wasn't attending they just shut it down but Mm -hmm. facebook had already said that they would ban him yeah so that just basically says a lot in itself. Him being banned, his Twitter <laughs> has been just a source of entertainment for us all in the last four years, to be honest. And his actions have literally shown the effect of social media to the largest degree. Like, so that leads us to what we're just gonna like basically talk about the effect of social media and like all aspects. Like, what do you guys think on that? Social media can be a very good thing like you can connect with people you can um i don't know um, expand your platform you can reach other people but as we saw with trump it's also um a way for people to spread like misinformation they can also if you're popular like a political leader you can really change people's views or just make them follow you and what you're saying so like with that good stuff of social media and some of the positive things that it's done and connecting people there's also the bad thing in creating like groups of people who just have one view because of some person who's spreading misinformation like what happened with trump and trump also had like a huge following whether or not like all of those people supported him he was still reaching so many people and that 
could have affected or definitely did affect um, his election and his results even in 2016. I mean, even if you don't take his followers into account, the fact that Twitter has a um, trending system, like everything, like YouTube, you're going to see it no matter what. Like, even if you don't follow him, he's number one or number two trending on YouTube as well. Like everywhere. Wait, he's banned on YouTube too, isn't he? Or something. I think so. Yeah. So just assume he's banned everywhere. So (laughs) I have many comments and they're all going to be pessimistic because I'm Andrew the pessimist. First of all, we all want to be like, ah, like, hooray, social media companies. They banned him. Like, okay, you banned him when he has, like, 10 days left as the president. Like, I get that. It's like, it's a bit late. Yeah, Yeah, like, I mean, sure, like, you don't want, like, I guess that does affect, like, in the future, like, how much he can continue to create chaos. But also, like, you've clearly shown it wasn't something where, like, you were legally unable to. So, like, that really, to me, just represents more of a failure of the first three years, 345 days or however many days it was where they didn't do anything. Like, come on, man. Don't act like you're the heroes for doing it now. Part B of my pessimism is I think social media is probably, I'm just sticking to more of the political side, is I think it's probably the most dangerous propaganda um, manipulation, whatever you want to call it, tool in human political history um, in the sense of you have one person able to reach the masses and that in and of itself is dangerous but then you also have all of these algorithms at work which you can then manipulate too to sort of create these areas and I also I must admit I'm coming off a little bit of a recency bias I just watched this documentary on Netflix I think the great hack the big hack one of those two talking about Cambridge Analytica and essentially the gist of it is you have these firms which can make it so that people only see what they want to see and they get fed into more and more streams of and it doesn't matter whether or not it's misinformation or real information or biased information people only see one side of things and that's sort of a disaster and everything's in soundbite form in fear and fear mongering form and whatever and none of it actually leads to true political understanding just scare tactics or playing off of like human emotions of like, ah, patriotism, like it's Trump in front of a flag. That's who I need as my president. I think social media just has the power to be a really dangerous tool and one that's able to manipulate the masses. I kind of want to branch off of that point because I I think I agree with a lot. Like, I feel like (laughs) banning him this late, it, it just, I feel like the damage is already done. Like, I know for me personally, like when I heard that he was banned, I'm like, oh, thank God for me. Like I, I was happy. But then if you think about it, is it really going to benefit society as a whole? Like I feel like Trump's already saying that he's going to make his own social media platform. And then all his I'm sorry, what? Really? He just, he's going to make his own social media platform? That's what I've been hearing. um, And I really think he might do it, um, especially since now he's not president and he's looking for ways to get more money, I'm assuming. Uh, We'll see how it goes. So there's a Trump casino, there's a Trump hotel, (laughs) and there's going to be Trump Graham or Trump. Is there a Trump uh, University too? (laughs) No way. Don't, don't tell me there's Trump University. I have no idea. I think so. Yeah. Andrew's nodding. So yeah, there okay, is. yeah, there is. Oh yeah, but I thought it got like shut down or something because of some. I, I don't think know. so, but there are at least. Okay. Okay. Oh, my God. 
But Sorry, I'll, continue I'll let you finish. No worries, no worries. This is um, a needed pause. <laughs> um, but where I'm going with it is that he's going to maybe make his own social media and then his followers are going to go there. Um, and then people who are interested may also go there. Maybe they're kind of like on the edge. And what you have right now is that you're having an echo chamber for that social media. You're just going to have repeated ideas and ideologies um, echoed back and forth. And you're kind of going to get more and more radicalized in a sense. And then you're also making other social media platforms more of an echo chamber because now um, you're going to not have Trump as your head. I guess a lot of people might just kind of sink to the shadows and communicate elsewhere. And you're just continuing to polarize the community. And I'm, I'm worried if that might have a lasting effect on our society. I don't know. Um, I'm only hypothesizing and I may be a little bit pessimistic like Andrew, but uh, I'm just a little bit worried about this decision. And I, I wish if they made the decision, it would have been a little bit sooner, if anything. No. No, I totally agree. And as to your question, is it going to impact the future? Hands down. Yeah. Like being able to spread lies like this and at the pace that social media allows you to do so exponentially at the, that kind of rate compared to the past where it's just like a literal person, a physical person has to ride a bike with his two own feet, God forbid, and throw the newspapers to your house to get you the news or you don't even have a television or something like that right the pace that, that you can do it now is insane and having a figure like him or just him having uh, conducted everything that he's done so far and incited the actions that have followed basically just like i said before it, it literally reverses in the whole moral field of american politics like i said before in the basic structure of american history because having something like this shows you how the playing field of politics can change or like can be played now in this way going forward compared to how the, the, the founding fathers had hoped the system would work towards, I guess is what I wanted to say. Branching off of that to a less political field in the social media realm topic, we talked about a lot about mental awareness, I think, in this podcast. A lot of that has come up because it's just a huge part of our lives right now. And that's a lot in relation to social media and just the nature of how the pace of life has speed, sped up in this 21st later part of the 21st century. Beauty images is a huge uh, con like conversation on social media, having unrealistic beauty standards for just not just women, but for men as well. Seeing men with a specific body type, men portraying a certain type of image, whether that pertains to both toxic masculinity and other aspects, but that affects both genders and everybody in general um, and their mental health. Here's what I think. I have a lot of thoughts. Again, I'm a man of many thoughts. Um, I think a lot of what you talked about, Chloe, and I forget how much of it we've discussed on past episodes, but the problem with social media is that it's all fake and it's all curated. And like, everyone has bad times and you're not gonna post those bad times. I mean, some people do, but most people aren't gonna be posting like, hey, hey, like cried in the shower today because like my relationship ended. Like, that's not what you're gonna talk about. You're gonna be like, hey, hey, look at me. So in love, so happy. And they're like, oh, look at me beach day with my washboard abs. Um, can't relate, um, but that's okay. 
because like I think so it's really just like deceiving and manipulating and I remember when we had Shavak on episode two shout out Shavak um he was talking about like the effects that has on your brain when you see like everyone else is happy and you're like why don't I feel happy what's wrong with me I think ultimately like yes there are a lot of specific issues with body image and toxic masculinity and everything that we get from social media but I think it all comes down to that fundamental issue of having everything curated and wondering why your life isn't perfectly curated and all good times. Yeah, I think Andrew basically summed it up. Mm-hmm. Amen. Hands down. Totally agree with that. That's basically just the core of it. I think Andrew perfectly summed up. So with that, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Blurred Box in 2021. Stay up to date for more with Andrew, Chloe, Pooja, and Sophie. If you like our show and want to know more, check us out on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or please leave us a review on iTunes. And be sure to join us in two weeks for another episode of Blurred Box as we are releasing episodes every other Sunday. We would love to hear your feedback, suggestions, and questions, which you can email to blurredbox88 at gmail.com. And if you enjoy listening to our podcast, you can follow us on Instagram or Twitter at blurredbox for the latest updates. Shout out to our audio and video editors, Moshe Krause and Xiaoyun Zhang. They're doing an awesome job. Thank you guys for listening. We will see you in the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.